Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. As I'm uh, perusing our show notes, I just realized that our document is one day off. So, is it? Yeah, I'm I'm 90% sure that all week I've been saying the wrong date on all our episodes. It is October 24th. Our document says the 25th. <laughs> My show notes are killing me. Uh, it is October 24th, 2019. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon right across from me. Today we break down week eight and our, give you our starts and sits of the week. Before we get into uh, some news be sure to go over to website uh, go over to our website at thefantasychampions.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the FF Champs on Twitter at the Fantasy Champions on Instagram. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the fantasy champions. Subscribe wherever you listen. Click the bell on YouTube for notifications. Leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. We appreciate the love, so make sure you leave a review. Yes. Um I did want to note that this podcast is being really uh, released like uh, you know ten to twelve hours late. You know it happens. You get tired. He says it happens. You get on the couch, and you go. Maybe we can record tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Life circumstances change the events of our recording schedule. Yeah. So let's get into some news. Adrian Peterson has a. Uh, a grade one high ankle sprain, uh, sprain and a grade two low ankle sprain. He says he's going to play this week. Uh, he's expected to suit up, and he is questionable. Who the hell plays through a grade one and a grade? Okay, how do you get a when grade you're one? already on the last ankle? <laughs> I was going to ask: Is that on both? A- is that on one ankle or is it? I on think both it's ankles? on both, actually. But I mean, how does he even walk? Let I alone run. It's he's probably just playing because it's his last opportunity. A hobbled but, old man. Uh, I don't know how Darius Geis is be. expected to come back week eleven. So uh, you got Peterson on no legs. <laughs> yeah, he he's just like saw the guns on my legs off and let me run with nubs. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be Peterson in like five years. Yeah, dude. When he's he should retire. Uh, he's not even that old either. He's like, what is he? 32, 33? No, he's older than that, right? I don't know. I just, I actually don't know either. Hold on. I'm looking it up as we waste our time on Adrian Peterson's age. He's 34. All right. never mind. I lied. Okay. Uh, Patriots acquired Muhammad Sanu from the Falcons in exchange for a 2020 second round pick. Uh, I feel like that is a little bit high. It, it is a little bit, yeah. But we're not here to analyze what the Patriots gave up. We're here to analyze the fact that Muhammad Sanu was going to the Patriots. Now, for me personally, I don't feel like this... Like, what you got from Josh Gordon in fantasy games was like 10 points, maybe. 10 to 15 fantasy points, maybe. is probably what you can expect with yeah. a lot of bus games from Muhammad Sanu. I think he's he's obviously better than what he was in Atlanta. So if you did own him, yeah, you're, you're doing backflips, but he's still not like... But I, f- I feel like it's not... He's a low-end wide receiver too, do you think? Maybe even wide receiver three. Yeah, I would say that. But I don't think he's going to make any transfer. Uh, Bill Belichick really, really likes this guy. That's why they gave up a second-round pick. Mm-hmm. They've been trying to get him like for a year, I guess. Uh, he 
was a quarterback at some point in his life and he, he actually can throw well yes so uh i bet bill loves that for some strange reason because he's a <laughs> sick psychopath uh but i mean i don't mind this to the patriots i just this is what i've realized i was thinking about this today because so many people assume patriots wide receivers are just really good they're like oh great for fantasy this is a great idea you take this guy and you put him on the Patriots. They like to throw the football. Tom Brady's throwing them the football. Let's draft them. Let's play them. Let's put the Patriots players on our bench and in our starting lines. There have been three startable, high-caliber wide receivers that have been on the Patriots and in the Patriots system in like the last ten years for me, or less. Yeah, last ten years is Wes Weckler. Was a great Wes Wes Welker was a great fantasy option. Randy Moss was a great fantasy option. That was over ten years ago. It was like twelve years ago, but he was a great option at wide receiver. And then Julian Edelman. Can you tell me one guy that you would start week to week outside of those three guys that was a part of the Patriots in the last ten years? Antonio Brown. (laughs) (laughs) One week he played for this. Yeah, (laughs) one in that one week he was worth a start. Yeah. No, honestly, probably no one. But I'm like, that's what people thought Josh Gordon was going to be, and Josh Gordon just he was he had some really good games. And he, I thought um, there were people who started him on a week to week, but it just he never produced like that. He was always like a low and wide receiver too, right? So I, I just feel like like people are going to get excited about Muhammad Sanu, and I'm just not like like should you run out? And people have probably already done this in your leagues because we were a little late, but. Should you run out and pick up Muhammad Sanu and put him on your bench? Like, I, I just don't, I don't feel like. Oh, this... I, I think he should be owned. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I, I wasn't like, if to me, I wouldn't run out. Like, let somebody else do it. You know what I mean? Because I. Just... Oh well, if it's if you're in like a waiver budget league and you're bidding on players, <laughs> I would, I would, yeah, I definitely let someone bid their whole. But because the Patriots hate people, uh, they did it after waiver priorities. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, they hate everyone. Yeah. Um, no, I think he is worth an ad though. Yeah. I wouldn't start him though until. We see how involved he actually is. It's easy to, like, I realize this when we do our waiver show, it's easy to, like, sit there and go, oh, you should pick up this player. But then when it comes to who to drop, that's where not picking up certain players comes. Like, I would love to handcuff. And I'm trying to do that right now. But with bye weeks, it's literally impossible. You have to wait till bye weeks are over to start handcuffing yep. players. And by then, someone have already stole your guy or someone's hurt. Right. Um, in other news, 49ers acquired Emmanuel Sanders from the Broncos in exchange for third and fourth round picks. It's a good move for the 49ers. It's but a great move. Considering, fantasy-wise, considering that the 49ers haven't gotten any wide receiver fantasy relevant this year, I'm going to say that Emmanuel Sanders is going to be exactly what he was on the Denver Broncos, which is, and nothing's going to change. Eh. <laughs> which is, yeah, meh. Yeah. Uh, he might get to 8 to 10 points a game, but he's an old man. So... Um, I also want to throw this in here now while we're talking about transactions and uh, a little bit about the Patriots. Patriots placed Josh Gordon on injured reserve, ending his season. Apparently, his injury is not that bad. Um, so, according to Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, and, and the like, Josh Gordon could be waived once he is healthy enough um, and would become a free agent because the Patriots just want to move on. Yeah, you have talked about how Josh Gordon has looked slower this year, how he's been dealing with injuries. This either tells me that the Patriots know something underlying about what has been going on in his character, and they're just done. Like in terms of like he's struggled with addiction in the past, so maybe he slipped up or something like that, and they're just right. like, we need to move on from this guy. We don't want to be a part of it. Or 
there's something more physical wrong with him, and they just don't want to deal with it. Yeah, I think it's definitely one or the other. Um, and they've invested so much time. They didn't invest a lot in him, but it was like a lot of time into yeah. Josh Gordon. So um, it's surprising that they want to get rid of him. I, it I really is. It is surprising though that they're just gonna wave him. Like to me, that that probably. I mean, I hate to speculate, but that feels like a yeah. first option type thing if they're just going to straight out wave him. Right. Like, if he was just battling injuries, I feel like they would just put him on IR. Yeah. Well, and J- Josh Gordon... Unless they have, they also may, might have, like, a difference of opinion, like he, what you were just alluding to with, like, yeah. he thinks he can play and the team is like, no, you, you're clearly injured. Right. And he's like, well, then just cut me and I'll play for someone else. Right. So... Um, this is a speculative thing. I have no real information behind this or sources. But I actually think even though the 49ers added Emmanuel Sanders, I wouldn't I don't think that Josh Gordon would be a bad fit in um in the 49ers just load up on yeah. receivers. <laughs> Forget you, Dante Pettis. We are signing Josh Gordon. Uh yeah, I mean as far as this is the hard part because I own Josh Gordon in a league. It's the hard part for me is do you cut him? And just let him go on your waiver wire, knowing that he could possibly <laughs> to sign with like, sign with another team and end up Chiefs. being ninety percent better than he was with the. Because a lot of people are like, "Oh, he was with the Patriots." Like I was talking about receivers before, they're like, yeah. "Oh, he was with the Patriots, and he must be. He's going to be really good. Like he wouldn't be any better on any other team." And I'm like, "Yeah, but the Patriots aren't targeting him, and he goes to a team that's going to target him nine to twelve times a game. Isn't that better?" Right. So I don't know if he goes to a team that will throw him the football then he might have value. But what do you do with Josh Gordon? I would I'd probably keep him on your bench, but <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be against cutting him either. Like if you if yeah. it's someone's out there that's worth a pickup, don't be afraid to drop Josh Gordon. But I wouldn't I'm not dropping him to drop him. Like I'd right. keep him on your team. Okay. But um Lions this in sad news, very sad news, Lions placed running back Carry on Johnson on injured reserve so that means the closest and earliest that he can come back to play is week 16, which would be your fantasy championship. Is he worth a roster spot just for that? Heck no. Okay. If you have an IR slot, maybe. But who do they even play in week 16? Uh, I'm going to pull that up. Because if it's not even worth the matchup for a guy that's been out for six weeks and hurt, I just drop him. It's not even worth having him anymore. Not even for an IR spot? No, I would just drop him out, right? Okay. There's other guys that you're probably... Week 16, he's playing in the Broncos. Yeah, I'd drop him. Drop, just get rid of him. It's not worth keeping him. He can't come back any sooner than that, so that would be the first game he comes back, and a running back with a knee injury coming back <laughs> eight weeks later. Yeah, yeah that's... that's not that doesn't sound like a good idea. Um, I have heard rumors floating around the rumor mill that the Lions have been, before on Johnson's injury, were interested in, in acquiring Kenyon Drake. Um, I know, This is just speculation, so there's no real rumors behind it. We know the Dolphins want to trade him. The Lions need a running back, so this this seems like an obvious fit. Am I wrong? Um. Yeah. Because like, the, the guy that everyone picked up this week, Ty Johnson, he can't catch, pass, uh, catch passes for beans. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and well, Zach, who the, who's the who the freak Ty Johnson? Is I think can can catch. Passes. He was a good pass catcher in college, but they just don't utilize him like that. He can do it. He's just not great at it. So, 
I feel like they want a guy that is like if you had to choose a player in the league that carry on Johnson is like, I would probably say he's very similar to like they're very similar players, Kenyon Drake and Carry on Johnson. Yeah. They're both great pass catchers. Um and they're both good runners, playmakers and I don't know. It just seems like a good fit because you get you know, you get Kenyon Drake for the next eight weeks. If I'm the Lions, I put Carry on Johnson on like IR for the rest of the season. I don't just say eight weeks. Like let him sit there and recover. You know what I mean? If he has a knee problem, figure it out. Right. But uh, anyway, yeah, that's just my speculative note. Uh, Cardinals signed running back Alfred Morris and Zach Zenner. David Johnson has not practiced. So it looks like David Johnson is trending towards not playing this week. Be prepared for that um, on top of bye weeks already. Uh, Deshaun Jackson still didn't practice. He's had uh, some problems with his abdomen for about eight weeks. So I don't know what's going on with Deshaun Jackson. A.J. Green has been ruled out for Week 8 against the Rams. James Conner expects to play Week 8 on Monday Night Football against the Miami Dolphins. Um, Patrick Mahomes was limited in Wednesday's practice. He's been working with the second team or the second unit. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, Patrick Mahomes might come back. He ain't coming back for three weeks, people, no matter how much you <laughs> practice. It's like everyone. Yeah. I'm seeing videos float around Twitter where they're like, this guy's insane. He came back from a knee injury this fast. And I'm like, would you relax? They popped his kneecap back into place that usually gets rid of a lot of the pain. And he can he can run out there. They're just worried about him tearing tendons in his knee at this point because his you know kneecap misplaced itself. So... <laughs> They're just trying to keep him safe before, you know, anything bad happens. But he'll he'll probably be out at minimum three weeks. Yeah, even though I mean, he's practicing. Well, maybe, maybe he comes back a week early. I don't think he's not playing this week. We'll but. see. Um, Adam Thielen is out week eight against the uh, Redskins, which is tonight. Um, Josh Jacobs was sidelined from Wednesday's practice. Keep an eye on that situation. Uh, and Tyrell Williams returned to practice, so he might play after, what, missing th- four weeks? Like four weeks, weeks yeah. Um, he's caught a touchdown in every single game he's played this year, and he's the number one receiver for the Raiders. So if he's not owned, you Darren should probably Waller. own him. Yeah, Darren Wall. Uh, Devontae Adams' week eight status could go right up to game time, according to head coach Matt LaFleur. Woo, yippee-ki-yay. Uh, he's jo- playing Sunday night. That helps yeah, us. Freaking A. Uh, Josh Jacobs is questionable for week eight against the Texans. Um, and I believe I mentioned Josh Jacobs earlier, but uh, – and the Jets are making Robbie Anderson available ahead of week eight's I mean, week nine. Oh, what, what, so the trade deadline next week, next Tuesday, the trade deadline, that that thing. Does that mean they believe in Demarius Thomas? Um, they shouldn't be believing in Demarius that. Thomas. I feel like that's kind of weird that they're choosing Demarius Thomas over Robbie Anderson. They're saying that the Jets, they okay, so coming into the season, there was expectations for the Jets to be able to win games and be good. And then Sam Donald got mono. And they lost a bunch and of games. And then he saw a ghost. And they're one and six. And they would literally <laughs> one and have five. one and five. And they would literally probably have to win out to make the playoffs in any form. Which I mean, so I mean, if you see the schedule, it's possible. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what, what a lot of people are saying is that they're just resetting and they're going to, they want to trade like Robbie Anderson away for picks to start oh, rebuilding okay. their roster a little bit for next year. Um, so that would be the initial goal. It's not like Robbie Anderson's a key piece of the operation. Teams need wide receivers. Seeing that the Patriots gave up a second-round pick for Muhammad Sanu, I'm pretty sure a team would give up a second or a third-round pick for Robbie Anderson. So that's interesting information. 
but mm. we'll see what happens with the Jets. A lot of these rumors always float around, and then nothing happens. So we'll see what happens. Let's get right into our Week Eight matchups. Now that we did the news for fifteen minutes, yeah. Uh, let's start off with the Seahawks at the Falcons. Over under fifty four points. My goodness, it shouldn't be fifty four points no, if Matt Ryan does not play. If Matt Ryan plays, I don't think it still should be 54 It sounds like Matt Ryan is not going to play. That's the latest I heard was he wasn't practicing and probably won't play. and he probably won't play. This game is at 1 o'clock on Sunday. So let's talk about the quarterbacks. If Matt Ryan plays, do you like him against Seattle? No. Okay, neither do I. Um, Russell Wilson against Atlanta is a a must start. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, if Matt Schaub plays, he's... he's, There are people in the world, I believe it, that would pick up Matt Schaub to play him against Seattle. Why? It sounds so stupid, but it's he, true. It's I, because, you know why? I feel like I'm going to get a question on Sunday. Should I start Matt Schaub this week? He, no, you should not came, start Matt he Schaub He came this in week. relief for Matt Ryan, bro, and threw a touchdown. Oh, boy. Fun. Which zone. Matt Ryan couldn't do all game. Yeah. So uh, I would start Russell Wilson. What are you doing with um, Devonta Freeman this week? Uh, I don't want to start him against Seattle, but I think you have to. Because it's Devontae Freeman. But if you have better options, uh, I wouldn't start him. Yeah. But you probably... I feel like... He's Devontae Freeman, so you should start him. But his matchup against Seattle and if Matt Ryan is out are not things going for him. Um, Yeah, I mean... My thing is that even if Seattle was really, really good stopping the run, Devonta Freeman is, uh, and this depends obviously if Matt Ryan's playing, but Devonta Freeman does a majority of his work. Through the air. Through the air. Which I think he would have to because Seattle's going to take a lead early in this game and probably dominate. So Yeah, so that's the only upside of Devonta Freeman. His schedule is just awful. Is it? For the next rest of season. Um, <laughs> I was going to say for the next, uh, every single game is bad. Like, there's maybe two good matchups for Devonta Freeman rest of the season. Yikes. So, um, I mean, the only thing, like I said, is the pass catching. He's been targeted twice this year, eight or nine times a game. And so it's like, I, I, I mean, he, if he, if they're behind, they're going to throw it. And, and if they throw it, even like a guy like Matt Schaub, he's going to throw it to Devonta Freeman. You know what I mean? We've seen from quarterbacks that come in and can't move the ball downfield they just start dumping it to guys like slot receivers and and running backs so yeah devonta freeman might be a good play this week you're probably if you have him and you're sitting him on your bench right now you probably have a bye week and you need to play him so that's kind of where things are at right um and then chris carson is a start he's probably gonna rip the falcons (laughs) apart um lock it i would say is a go yeah um julio jones is obviously a go uh, no one else really. I I, I do you I, consider if Matt Ryan plays is Calvin Ridley now a start week to week with Sanu, no longer there. That's a really good question. I'm not sure. I don't think that Sanu was getting targeted enough to. He was getting like not like, like six seven targets a game. I don't think. I think if anything, those targets are going to go to Hardy, Justin Hardy, instead oh. of Calvin. Ridley. Yeah. <laughs> but which is gross yes i i agree like it, like i actually think it, he might see two more targets a game calvin ridley which is not bad that's actually pretty good but he's just so boomer bust it's 
Yeah, it's, I wouldn't start him this week, even if Matt Ryan plays. Yeah, I wouldn't start but. him this week, and then I would. I might even sit Hooper. I Hoop, think, there it is. Hoop, there it is. If Matt Schaub doesn't play, that's not a good omen for Austin. You mean Hooper. if Matt Ryan doesn't play? Uh yeah, I'm sorry. You know, See, I'm remember how Matt I said Schaub. Matt Schaub threw one touchdown? He threw it to. It was to the hoop. <laughs> it was to the hoop. So, just saying. Just yeah, well, just saying. Uh, and he is the number one tight end in fantasy, bro. How can you send him? Yeah, and then for the other side, uh, obviously starting Lockett, no one else really is worth a start. Yeah, uh, let's move on to uh, Broncos at Colts Sunday at one o'clock. Um, Jacoby Brissett against Denver is that a a good matchup for you, um, or are you kind of running away from that matchup a little bit? This game was flexed, by the way, to four twenty-five. Yeah, which is weird. <clears throat> Why was that flexed? I don't know. Um, it was initially at one o'clock on Sunday. It's like this is a prime time game. Broncos and Co- no, it's not. <coughs> Forty three and a half point over under. It's gonna be a kind of a garbage game to watch, actually. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I think Brissett couldn't. I I think Brissett actually will be a good start. Um, home against Denver is much different than on the road against Denver. Yeah. Um. So at home, I don't mind Jacoby Brissett this week. Yeah, I don't. Um. I Joe, don't mind him Joe Flacco on the other end is. Yeah. You know. Get Joe out of here. Um. We've seen the dynamic of Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. The odd situations here are that so Lindsay so far this year, everyone is really thinking that he's this this like he's the same guy he was last year. When Royce Freeman, even up to last week, has been getting more of the snap share, um, that usually trends in a certain direction towards one player. So if if Royce Freeman reaches fifty five percent of the snap share, at some point, Royce Freeman's going to start getting more work than Philip Lindsay. But they're putting Philip Lindsay on the field only when they need to run a run play, yeah. kind of like he doesn't do anything else. I when I watched the game last Thursday, he was completely worthless blocking. He's wow. so weak that he gets arm tackled by like cornerbacks. So like the only thing he has is his elusiveness. And it's kind of like he's 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 good, he's fast, but that's kind of all he has at this point. If he gets touched, he falls over. So um, it seems to me that you, um, I I still don't like Philip Lindsay, nor have you I don't, ever. You don't like Philip Lindsay, and nope. you have a crush on Royce Freeman. Yeah, um, I do have a crush on Royce Freeman. Uh, either one of these guys are they a start against Indy? I'm gonna say uh, no. I'm gonna not. say no. No. Um, and then uh, Marlon Mack, obviously a start. Uh, what are you doing with um, Zach Pascal if you picked him up for some strange reason? <laughs> Not starting him this week. Yeah, that's, that's a good sure. idea. Uh, what about T.Y. Hilton? Are you nervous about him? Um, a little bit, but he's still a, he's still a start. Yeah. Um, I would agree with that. I think T.Y. obviously on a week-to-week basis is a start because he's really the only receiver there. Right. So, um, and then... Uh, Ebron against Denver, I would say no, that's not a good start. But if you're if you have Ebron on your team, he's going to be a I got one fantasy point from my tight end, <laughs> or I got ten fantasy yeah. points from my tight end because he caught a touchdown. Right. Or that week he's caught three balls and had three touchdowns. Yeah. So uh I would say Ebron is 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 a sit, but if you are if you need a if you need a long Hail Mary shot, eh, why not start Ebron? Um, and then, so with the trade of Emmanuel Sanders, obviously this opens up opportunity for Deshaun Hamilton and Cortland Sutton. 
Um, mm-hmm. I would obviously incli- be more inclined to believe that this helps Deshaun Hamilton because he plays a similar I agree role to, that, actually. to Emmanuel Sanders. But this also opens up Cortland Sutton. The opportunity for him to garner more of the target share is there. Yeah. I think Cortland Sutton has already been playing as a wide receiver, too. If he gets at least 25 to 50% of the work that Emmanuel Sanders was getting before, he's a wide receiver one on the low end. He is, yeah, at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, and then when he doesn't play well, they'll be like, you told me he was a wide yeah, receiver this, one. This week against Indy yeah. is a tough matchup. Yeah, too, it's a so. bad matchup this week for Cortland Sutton. He's not – that's the thing is there's a difference between a top 10 wide receiver and a guy who could finish in the top 10. Right. Uh, Cortland Sutton is probably not going to be matchup dependent, but this could be the week where you start you to see it. you still start him this week? with no. the Okay. I just – I don't – I like Cortland Sutton. I don't like the Broncos' offense. Oh no, I agree with that. He, it's gross. But Sutton has—I really think he's got in half PPR. He's gotten pretty much ten points every single week, except week two. Right. So, I yeah, I, I wouldn't start any of the wide receivers for them, and then uh, obviously no offense and no go. Uh, let's move on to Broncos at Saints, forty-six and a half point over under. I hope to God this wasn't flexed too. <laughs> Um, I say Broncos at you Saints. Did, I was gonna, just going to say, I think you said Broncos at Saints. Did I say that? I think you wanted Buccaneers. to say Buccaneers. Buccaneers It's Cardinals, bro. Buccaneers. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. Buccaneers at Titans. Is that what you wanted to say? Yes, that's what okay. I literally said the wrong thing you three said, times. You said, oh, boy. first of all, you got the wrong team wrong, but it was not only the wrong team, it was the wrong team in the wrong game. It's, it's been a long day. Uh, 46 and a half point over under for the Buccaneers at the Titans game. Um, Winston against the Titans is a tough play. I'm going to say no, go. Uh, Ryan Tanmai Hill <laughs> against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is this a good streaming option for you? Uh, probably not. He had 300 passing yards last uh, week and a couple uh, touchdowns. Yeah, you know, last time a quarterback had one good week in his debut this season, I said, He's a must-start this next week. You got to pick him up. That guy was Daniel Jones. I think he had ten points that next week. Yeah, um, he's been garbage. I don't love Tana, but you know what? Ryan Maybe Tana I'm being Mayo. a little stingy because it is a good matchup yep. at home. If you have to stream someone, I guess he should be looked at. If you got one guy left and it's Ryan Tannehill, go after him. Um, Ronald Jones, Peyton Barber, they are right down the middle right now in Holy terms cow. of, of uh, it, attempts. Yeah. 63-69. For some reason, against Carolina, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers decided that they were going to give Ronald Jones four carries in both games and that they were going to give Peyton Barber a majority of the work against Carolina. Um, I don't know why they decided to do that because the rest of the time, Ronald Jones has gotten over 75% of the work. So I don't, I don't understand. I don't know that there's anybody Maybe from this Barber backfield. Barber has a little yeah. inside knowledge. Yeah, dude. I have no idea. Um, but I'm going to say that none of the running backs for the Bucs are startable at all yeah, against no, Tennessee. Yeah, stay away from that. Uh, Derrick Henry against Tampa. Tampa actually has had the – they've given up the number three least amount of fantasy points to running backs. Um, so I'm going to say that Derrick Henry is obvious a start this week, but it's, yes, a, gr- it's a, a gross start. He's he dude. He's been in in half PPR. He has been a top twelve fantasy running back. Uh, yeah, take away that one week in week one, <laughs> and what has he been? 
not averaging great, eleven points a game. That's a start, though. That's, that's a that's a low end wide a, receiver too against a bad matchup. I mean, low end. He had RB2. seventeen last week, bro. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, no, I would start Derrick Henry if you if you start him in your flex, you're probably even safer. But um, against Tampa, it's just a gross matchup. Um, with Ryan Tannehill coming in, Corey Davis, AJ Brown are going to receive a little bit more work, um, and we'll see. In terms of fantasy production, what that means, you know, what Ryan Tannehill means for both of them over the next couple weeks um, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Normally, I would think like, hey, this is a week you could start one of them, but I'm just of the mind to go. I picked, I just picked them up off the waiver wire this week. They do have a good matchup, but I don't want to play them. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of want to stay away from that. Um, no, and I then agree with that one. The return of Godwin and Evans. It's, this isn't a great matchup for them, though. Tennessee no, has not at all. great corners. I think you got to start both of them if you have them. Well, you you do because they've been <laughs> kind of blows. They've been that good, but yeah. Tennessee has shut down a lot of receivers this year. Okay, uh, over under two catches for OJ Howard. Under, <laughs> he says under. Cardinals at Saints forty eight point over under. Let's see if I can. Uh, I uh, did I get that right this time? I think. <laughs> I think you got that right. Uh, Kyler Murray, I like this week. Um, last week, he only had seven points, but that was not because of him. That was because uh, the game script worked out of his favor because, you know, Chase Edmonds decided to yeah, get like 100 million yards and five million touchdowns. Um, so I would start Kyler against New Orleans. Do you disagree with that? Uh, I don't like Kyler this week, but... I'd, Why not? I think at New Orleans is tough. He's only... To me, he's like they run fifty plays. I'm, I really don't care where they're he, at. Yeah, they're in the true. dome, so. But he's he's start week to week for me, depending on his matchup. Because yeah. he, he hasn't been good enough all year fantasy wise for him to be a consistent week to week start. Um, he's not a bad option, but I don't know if he's going to be like a top. Like I don't know if he's going to be a top ten fantasy quarterback this week. Not a hundred percent sure, at least. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is... I'm not going to hit the uh, breaking news button because this is not breaking news that pertains to fantasy, but the Patriots just traded Michael Bennett to the Cowboys for a seventh that could turn into a sixth. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Anyway, I just wanted to note that. Um, Yeah, so I would start... I, I would start Kyler just because... They've given up with the 23, 24th most fantasy points to, I mean, uh, least fantasy points to QBs. QBs. So I'm going to say that Kyler is a start this week, but okay. it's a tough start. Um, I like Teddy Bridgewater against Arizona. I think that's a really good start. I don't I, know if you disagree yeah, with that. Yeah, no, I agree with that one. Um, Chase Edmonds and mm. David Johnson. Now, if oh. David Johnson does not play this week, I broke my pencil in my pocket, and I really don't know how I did that. But Chase Edmonds is a really good start this week. No, it's he never is mind, never mind. I don't know what I was saying. I think I think you were I just lied. caught. No, you were just caught. In the I was moment. distracted by my pencil breaking, and I said I said things I shouldn't. Uh, Chase, if David Johnson does not play, people are going to be like, "Oh my God, Chase Edmonds had thirty points last week. Let's go out and play him." No, New Orleans has given up the second mo- least fantasy points to running backs this year. So. DJ or Chase Edmonds. I don't know if I'm starting either. If David Johnson plays, it's obvious that he's hurt. And against New Orleans, it's kind of a tough matchup. I don't know. I don't know that I want to start either one of these guys. 
I know you spent a fifth round pick, a fifth overall pick on David Johnson clowns, but I don't know. Hey, I mean, I almost did too. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Uh, Kamara is a start. There is some questions surrounding his health, so keep an eye on that. Um, if he does not play, do you like Lat Murray against the Cardinals? Um, he had twenty. What was it? Twenty-seven fantasy points this week. Yeah, and it was against Chicago. Yes, it was. Oh, well, Chicago lost Akeem Hicks, so their 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 defense has not been as good. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd say yes. I would start Lat Murray. Um, I think I would assume that uh, Alvin Kamara plays this week. I would. I, I don't think his injury is that bad. <laughs> Um, Fitzgerald or Kirk, you starting either one of those against New Orleans? Uh, Their pass I, defense is not that good. I do want to talk about that a little later. Okay, so Christian Kirk uh, makes could be making his first first appearance in the last like what four weeks? I think? Yes, yeah, yeah, that would be it. Uh, and then Mike Thomas is a start. No one else on this these either one of these teams is worth starting, I guess. <laughs> uh, Bengals at Rams, forty eight and a half point over under. Um, Andy Dalton is a no-go. He yeah, started off the season, I think, like with, with six touchdowns and one interception. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> now he's eight touchdowns. He's, like, he's a good streaming option week to week. And yeah, then. we're idiots. Um, Andy Dalton against the Rams is no-go. I think Joe Mixon against the Rams is a no-go. I think Tyler Boyd <laughs> against the Rams is a no-go. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Auden Tate, Alex, Alex Eckerson. If, uh-huh. you, if you pick them up off the waivers, uh-huh. they are no-goes. Uh-huh. A- anybody on the Bengals, do you, you agree? A hundred percent. Okay. Um, Goff, the Goffster, against Cincinnati. I mean, the they're in. It's this is a start for me. Start Jared Goff. It's I hate to say it because he burned <laughs> me so hard. It's it was two weeks ago and I'm still mad about this. But yeah, you start Goff. Start Goff. Um, Gurley, you like him? I start Gurley too. Cup Woods Cooks throw one at the wall and which one's gonna stick? Uh, I'll talk about that a little later. Okay, but yeah, I'm gonna say Cup. I think okay. Cup sticks against the wall because, you know, he gets targeted a million times. Yeah. Um, do you like Gerald Everett? I do. I think the Rams are going to freaking destroy <laughs> the Bengals. Wow. It's not even just win. It's, it's freaking destroy. 30-plus. Like he says freaking destroy. Uh, let's move on to our next game. Eagles at Bills, 43.5 point over under. Um Carson Wentz against Buffalo. I feel like you maybe have to start him, but he hasn't okay. been good. And like for me, from what I've seen, is there's only like maybe two quarterbacks in the NFL right now, three quarterbacks in fantasy football that are matchup. Yeah. Like, what is it? Matt? Not uh, matchup proof. Matchup proof. Yeah. So, and I don't think Carson Wentz is one of those people. I yeah. don't. So I'll, if you, I'll talk about that a little later. If you have Carson Wentz, I would say sit him. Um, what about Joshua Allen against the Eagles? Uh, he has been he's he's most of the time a rushing quarterback. The Eagles defense has been porous when it comes to stopping the pass. So uh or stopping passing not, games. Josh Allen this week, I don't think it's a bad option. If you start him, I think he'll get the problem with Allen for this week. I think he's boomer. Like he could get, he can easily get like a twenty-five point week this week, or he could just yeah, he can get ten, turn his pants and, get yeah, like and throw 10, three yeah. picks. Yeah. So I. I'd be cautious starting Allen, but I would start him. If you have better options, I would start like like I would start Goff. Bridgewater over him. I would start Kirk Cousins over him. Yep. I would start Stafford over him. Yep. So like like if you have those options on your waiver wire, I would go pick those guys up and start them over Josh Allen. But outside of that, I mean, there's 
Like, if you're talking about Tannehill or Josh Allen, I mean, I'm going Josh Allen. That's, like, that's Josh easy, Allen, yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk about some running backs. Jordan Howard's Miles Sanders. Sanders has been losing a lot of the opportunity. He still has 63 attempts for 220 yards this year. He's yet to punch it into the red zone in terms of rushing touchdowns. He caught a receiving touchdown a couple weeks ago or something like that. But um, are you starting either one of these guys against Buffalo? No. Are you starting either one of the receivers, Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, and if Josh uh, Deshaun Jackson plays, are you starting anyone against? Yeah, especially Buffalo? if Deshaun Jackson plays, I don't think I do because it just spreads it out even more. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. Go on any of like, those guys. Zach Ertz, are you nervous? Yes. Oh, 100%. I'm nervous. <laughs> are you starting him? Yes. Okay. Uh, and then Frank Gore and Singletary. Last week, Singletary did have. He had seven carries, 26 yards, four yards. Was that like a four yards a carry, 4.3 yeah, yards a carry? Yeah, it was pretty. It wasn't like awful, no. but um, it's not what you wanted from Frank Gore Singletary. had majority, of the, majority yeah. of the work. So I would keep an eye on that situation, but neither of these guys are going to be good against no. Philly. So this is like the last game, I think, for, for Frank Gore and Deshaun, um, Devin Singletary that's going to be really bad. Mm-hmm. But against, against Philly, it's definitely a no-go. Um, John Brown? You like him? I don't hate him. Okay. Beasley, you like him? No. <laughs> He's like, it was like, John Brown, like him? Yeah, I don't hate him. Cole Beasley? No. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that'll do it for that one. Um, Chargers at Bears, 40 points over oh under. My. Char- <laughs> Chargers at Bears, oh my. What was, what was, yeah, I was going to say, what the hell was the oh my? Uh, yeah. Chargers at Bears. Uh, Philip Rivers, eh. Mitch Trubisky, eh. <laughs> Melvin Gordon <laughs> against Chicago. So Chicago or not? Yeah, I, Chicago has a lot of people are like, well, how is Chicago bad against the running game? They were really good last year. Uh, one of their, I talked about this a little bit earlier, but one of their defensive linemen, Akeem Hicks, plays right next to uh, our good friend uh, Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. And uh, Mac, I guess, is not that good when he's getting triple teamed. <laughs> no, I wouldn't think he would be. <laughs> so um, I actually don't think this is a bad matchup for Eckler and for Gordon. I think either one could be a start this week. Um, I would just keep an eye on Melvin Gordon and the cons- the consistency. And, and he's dropped. His graces have fallen very far. He started out as like I think it was nine, and then he fell to ten, and then he fell to twelve. Right now on the ECR for fantasy pros, he is now rest of season ECR. He is now sixteen, no mm. seventeen. I'm sorry, Melvin Gordon. Yes, wow. So he's falling down the uh, the boards very quickly. We'll see what happens. This I don't know when the big week's going to happen for Melvin, but when it does, everyone's going to jump back on. Yeah. Um, what about David Montgomery against Los Angeles? I don't. I I'm not starting pretty much any Bears player. <laughs> you don't like Allen Robinson either. Uh, I think Allen Robinson's become a week to week start. Yeah, Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson might be against the Chargers okay. at home. David Montgomery doesn't have a bad matchup this week. It's not so awful, if you have to start him in your flex, or you have a guy on a bye week and you need this is like the only guy. There's not any better matchups for running backs on the waiver wire. I guarantee you. So David Montgomery has to go in your lineup, then I think you would feel okay but about he, that. Last, I mean, I wouldn't. But he's been garbage. He had two carries last week for six yards. That was game script, bro. I, it wasn't even like they gave another guy more. It was just 
Yeah, I know, but they've been doing that all, pretty much all year. They throw the ball, they throw the ball like seventy percent of the time. Most of the year after games one and last week, David Montgomery has been getting like eighteen to twenty touches. So, against a good matchup, eighteen to twenty touches will do something eventually. I, I think last week was an anomaly. I really do. I don't think it was. I hope you're right. Uh, but anyway, uh, Montgomery. Yeah, I would be okay with starting in my flex. Um, Keenan Allen bounce back week for him against the Bears or. Are you are you afraid? Um, slightly, <laughs> slightly <laughs> yes, yes. He's like, had like what an average bit. of six points. He's in the been last very three, bad the last like three or four yeah. weeks. Yeah, Mike Williams and I'll start. Right. Um, I like Hunter Henry. Not a bad start. Hunter Henry. He's been getting uh, about he had what twelve, twenty six, and then twelve again or something like that in the three weeks he's played this year. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the Giants and the Lions. The uh, you have the over under. I do not have the over under in front of me. <sighs> My guess is it's under 47. Let's see. Let's see. 49 and a half. Uh, All right. Daniel Jones is a sit. Matt Stafford, start of the week. Uh, Ty Johnson, I would say, is a great start against New York. If they don't – they haven't added anyone, so – as of right now, uh, McKissick had gotten like 20 – when uh, what's his name went down? Carry on Johnson went down. McKissick uh, got – 20 to 25 percent of the work i believe it was yeah so ty johnson is a good start this week um we'll see how he works out in the passing game if they utilize him like that but if there's any matchup that he's gonna start well on it would be this one i would start him this week uh what about galladay marvin jones which one are you going with uh it's like week to week with these guys last week it was marvin jones so just for the heck of it i'll say kenny galladay all right sounds good to me uh do you like the hawk against the giants uh unfortunately no okay um saquon barkley could make his return this week he played last week oh i'm sorry you're right he scored did touchdown play. forgive me i see i completely blacked out on that um he made his return last week so barkley is a start um golden tate darius slayton slayton has been good when uh, sterling Shepard has been out is um, he's become be a waiver wire pickup but i would not start slayton um golden tate i might give an option to in terms of low-end flex. If Shepard doesn't play again this week, which I think he's going to be questionable, yep. um, is Tate like a very good start this week? I would say he's a good start, yeah. Okay. Um, and then Evan Ingram is a must-start. <sighs> Jets at Jaguars, 41-point over under. We have Gardner. This is going to be a low-scoring game. <laughs> Gardner Minshew. And Sammy Darnold, neither one start him. Don't start either Unfortunately. one. Don't start either one. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, start him. Yep. Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder, do you like either one of those guys against Jacksonville? Not yet, but I okay. think I'm going to if, if if they don't trade Robbie Anderson, which they might. Yep. But I think long term those guys are going to eventually do pretty well. Yep. But this week, I'm, I mean, after the week the Jets just had, you can't start anyone right. other than Bell. This also might be the return of Chris Herndon. Wow. After eight weeks of him being on the waiver. But line. I don't make any promises. I really don't. I don't know. If if Chris Herndon doesn't play, don't start him. If he does play, don't start him. Yeah, don't start um, him. I would say Fournette is a start. This is a good matchup it's, against the Jets. Yeah. Um, he's getting... In, in, since after week one, he's averaged, I believe... It's been 27 touches a game. That's ridiculous. So he's a start every single week. Don't don't worry about it. The touchdowns will come. So I have a question. What? Is DJ Chark, you're, the guy that you're, you've been up and down on, you're mostly down. No. Is he started, I don't want to start him this week. Against the Jets at home? No. Sorry. Okay. I'm starting Chark, baby. You like Let's Chark. Let's go, Chark. 
I don't like Chark at all. I know. Not a huge fan of Chark. Uh, Panthers at 49ers. We got Kyle Allen. This will be a very, uh, very good football game, actually. Kyle Allen sit. Christian McCaffrey start. Any of the wide receivers not in San Carolina. Fran. Not in San Fran. Uh, Greg Olson probably a sit. Let's talk about. The, yeah. Let's talk about the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo against Carolina. Yes. No. No. Not the way he's played. Yeah, I agree. Um, Tevin Coleman, Matt Brieda. I told everyone to start him last week, and they both crapped the pants against the Redskins. It was because of the rain. It was because of the rain. Against Carolina, though, is not an yeah. easy matchup. I would say Tevin Coleman is a start. Matt Breed is a sit. Okay. What about PPR? Tevin Coleman's a start. Matt Breed is a sit. Okay. I'll stick with it. <laughs> uh Emmanuel Sanders makes his debut, I believe. I don't know. I, I think they're going to play him. He probably will, but I but guess we'll I, see. I Yeah, I think they're going to play him. Um, I don't Pettit, see why they wouldn't. Yeah. I He's a good play. I mean, it's not I, – I, I would not start him this week. See how he plays out first and then go with it. Oh, yeah, agreed. There are going to be people who start Emmanuel Sanders with the 49ers this week because they're excited, and I'm like, you just got to keep your pants on and start a better matchup. Kittle's a start. Is there anyone else you want to talk about? No, I think that's pretty much it. Okay, Raiders at Texans, 51 and a half point over under. My goodness, this must be a 30-point spread right now. <laughs> the Raiders are going to score like 10 points. Uh, yeah, that's a that's kind of a gross over under. I would take the under. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'd probably take the under. Um, if I could find the game, that would be fan You know what's funny? This might be a playoff matchup. If the season ended today, this would be yeah pretty close to a playoff. Match. This game was uh, flexed to one o'clock, by the way. <laughs> so there's that. Um, Car sit, Watson start. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you like Hyde or Duke Johnson this week? I might consider Hyde. Yeah. Might consider Hyde. Yeah, not a bad. That's not a bad option. Uh, I would start Josh Jacobs. He's become a week to week start after he yep. manhandled freaking Chicago. Um, he taught him who was boss as a rookie, so uh, whatever. Tyrell Williams might make his return this week if he does start him. If he doesn't, there's no one else that I want to start on the Raiders except for Darren Waller. The Waller. Yeah. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, start or sit? Start. Sit. Now, which guy do you like, Kenny Stills or Kiki Kuti? Because this is a throw crap at the wall and hope uh, it sticks pick. Kenny Stills. Okay, I'll take Kenny Stills as well. Um, let's move on to our next game. Browns at Pats. Let's get it. This, this game I was a little more excited for as a Patriots fan uh, until the Browns completely blew. This was supposed to be They're such a good game. They're going to get destroyed. <laughs> you think so? Baker Mayfield's going to throw four picks, dude. <laughs> that's what everybody's saying? I'm like... You're probably right. There's something <laughs> deep down, though, that's like, Browns can't be this bad all year, can they? The Patriots go 8-0. I don't even know what to say to that. That's ridiculous. Anyway. Um, no against gar- yeah. garbage teams. So, uh, Baker, I to be honest with you, I don't like Odell this week. Nick Chubb, you kind of have to play. You have to play Chubb, but everybody um, else I'm not starting. I would say sit Odell. And I, this sounds senile. I, know, but I am too. If he gets a lot of points. I'm not starting. I'm Odell. saying this because the Pats D has been good. You can go back and watch the tape if you want to come back and say, you guys are idiots for telling us to start sit Odell. Sit Odell. Do it. Stephon Gilmore is going to be on him. Everyone else, I mean, sit. It could be wrong because it's Odell, yeah. but yeah, I'm not. Um, 
Tommy B against the Browns. He's been Ugh. abysmal. He should be on your waiver wire. Oh, wow, my, not that bad. I M O. In my opinion, he should be on the waiver wire because I don't like Tom Brady and I don't like he's he's getting this later from in the Patriots. Him. This is uh, yeah. In fantasy football, you shouldn't have Tom Brady. I he deceived you. The last three weeks, he's been horrible, horrible. But he saved himself. Two weeks ago with three touch, three, what was it, two rushing I mean, touchdowns? I mean, 26, 21, and I mean, last week he wasn't good, but the previous two two weeks he's been good. I mean, in eight ga- in seven games this year, five of them he's been good, two of them he's been bad. So what I found with older quarterbacks, and I've talked about this in the past, in the offseason I talked about it, it happened to Drew Brees, it happens to Tom Brady every year. By the time you hit December... These guys start falling to pieces. Brady has not been good in the middle of the season so far. They got Sanu. We'll see if that helps. I think I don't like Brady okay. as a fantasy option. I know you don't. I think this week he he's a start. Okay. I don't I don't know. But how rest much of the season, I See my thing is I feel like the Patriots are what they do is they just hand the ball off I until know. they have to throw. But I mean he th- until they have to he throw. He threw 45 If the Browns he threw the ball 45 if, times last week. If the, he did? Yeah. Mother of God. All right, well, I, you can start, Brady, at your own <laughs> risk. I don't know. Uh, Sony Michel, as long as he has that red zone opportunity, he's a start. He's been so bad. Like, he, if you've watched he's a start in, games. He's a start in RB2 or a flex. He's been bad. But, like, Fantasy my God, wise, if they give him – if, if Rex Burkhead does not play, which it doesn't – I don't expect him to, he's well, that's the red the thing, zone yeah. back. If Burkhead plays, though, people are going to start Michelle all year. And if Burkhead plays, comes, don't start Michelle. Fantasy playoff time comes around. People are still going to be starting Sony because he's going to finish as, like, a top 15, 16 RB. Yeah. And Burkhead's going to kill them. And they're going to be like, why did Sony get eight points in my championship game? It's going to yeah. happen. Yep. Uh, Julian Edelman is a start... Um, if Muhammad Sanu plays, he's a sit. Dorsett's a sit. Jacoby Myers is a sit. If you need desperately a wide receiver play and Dorsett or Myers is on your waiver wire, I would not mind picking them up this week. Uh, ben Watson if had, Sanu plays? No. I, I, Sanu is going to do exactly what like Antonio Brown did. Not production-wise, but he's going to play like – in the first 10 minutes of the game, and then they're not oh, going to play him the rest of the game. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't know the system. They trade for him on Tuesday, so they're not going to rush him in because they're 7-0. and Why do you need to rush him in? Like, there's no right. reason to. You're facing the Browns, who are 2-4, and four, who've been interception prone. I <laughs> This is just, just seems like a steamroll game. It does. I, and, and then the, the Browns will probably win. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, there's no one else in this game that I wouldn't play. Uh, let's move on to Packers at Chiefs, 47.5 point over under. This is going to be a good game. Five and two Chiefs without Patrick Mahomes. You got the six and one Green Bay Packers. Um, Aaron Rodgers is a start against KC. Um, obviously... <sighs> Uh, temper your expectations. Not going to get another forty-seven point game. <laughs> so <laughs> let's relax on that. No, Matt Moore, get out of here. Yeah. Um, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams have been bouncing back and forth all year. Uh, when Jamal Williams has been in there, he's been relatively decent. Like I told you, uh, if they touch the ball thirty times at running at the running back position together, they're both going to get fifteen touches. And if that's the case, Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones against the Kansas City Chiefs are both good starts. Yeah, agree or disagree? Agreed. Uh, if Devontae Adams does not play, unfortunately, choose a Packers wide receiver. 
throw one at the wall. I'm going to say, you know, I'm just going to ride the MVS train. I'm just going to ride it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with that. I'll ride the MVS train too. Um, and then do you like Jimmy Graham against Kansas City? I don't hate him. Okay, I don't like him. If Devontae Adams does not play, I don't mind Jimmy Graham against Kansas City. Uh, LaShawn McCoy against a uh, bad rush defense for the Packers. Do I like actually him? I don't mind him this week because not okay. only is it a bad rush defense, um, I think the game plan with Mahomes out is going to be to run the ball a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so I could see McCoy okay. get involved more. You should not be starting Damian Williams anymore, by the way. No. Yeah. Uh, Tyreek Hill start. Sammy Watkins might make his return this week. I'm not starting any uh, any okay. Chiefs players. <laughs> Outside of Tyreek Hill? Yeah, any Chiefs receivers, my bad. Any uh, Chiefs receivers. What about Travis Kelsey? I start him, but I cringe because okay. Matt Morris. Simple as that. Let's move on to our last game. Dolphins at Steelers, the boring this, Monday night of football Of course, game. this is Monday. It could have been any point. Monday. We why, get to listen not to a Booger. Game? We get to listen to Booger McFarlane talk about the Miami Dolphins and the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. The Miami Monday Dolphins night. should not be allowed in primetime. And by this the way, gross. this is the Steelers. This what? is so gross. Is this the Steelers' third or fourth primetime game? You're so heated about this right now. I am. This is ridiculous. Yeah, why is the NFL ex- allowing this? They, they expected. I don't care what they expected. You can change I, it. I don't think they can you, flex Monday night football games. To the NFL, they could if they really wanted <laughs> He's to. Like if they really wanted to. Um, all right, let's let's just say Fitzpatrick. No, no. Kenyon Drake, Mark Walton. No, no. no. Devontae no. Parker has been good. I'm keep telling you, Devontae Parker has been consistently. Good you know, you can keep year. telling me that all you want. Uh, Preston Williams, no Albert all Wilson. Year. I'm going to say no to everyone on the Miami Dolphins. So and Mason Rudolph, no. Uh, yeah. James Conner, yes. Okay. Juju, yes. yes. And then I would say, uh, or do you want to start Deontay Johnson? Maybe. Uh, Look no, at his numbers and compare them to Juju. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, and then the Vance dance. Maybe you need to start this week at tight end. I would say give him up. Fire yeah. him up. Fire him up. All right. Let's go. All right. We don't have a lot of time. So let's do rapid fire starts okay. and sits of the week. You get... To say who it is in a one-sentence description as to why, why, okay? <laughs> Does that make sense? Okay. All right. Kirk Cousins, because he's playing Washington, is a start. <laughs> and my sit is Jacoby Brissett because he's playing Denver. My my start is Matt Stafford because he's handsome. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has a good matchup. Dude, he's got like my, a thumb head. My <laughs> He's handsome. <laughs> it would be justified if it was like, you know, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Garoppolo. anybody. Garoppolo. No, man. Not Matt Stafford. Um, He's probably like, if you were going to rank all 32 quarterbacks in the NFL, <laughs> he'd probably be like 28. Okay, all right. That's not... That's With Kirk Cousins reason. right next to him like at 29. Oh, gosh. Um. Yeah, I'd probably say my sit is Carson wins because he's on a terrible matchup. You know who gets one this one with that though? Gardner Minshew all the way. Oh yeah, he's a must start <laughs> weekly. Must start, must start weekly. Um, who's your sit? Carson wins bad matchup. Okay. Uh, start Lashawn McCoy. Great matchup against Green Bay, and then sit Chase Edmonds against New Orleans. One of the best rush stopping teams in the league. Dang, McCoy, dude, McCoy would have been such a. Can't believe it. I didn't think of that. My start is Marlon Mack. Um, every other week he's been baller, and last week he stunk. 
Um, that was two sentences. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I, I guess I gotta stop them. My sit is Philip Lindsay because Good sit. I like that. One. I was I was gonna choose that one. Tough matchup. Any pose. Uh, my start at wide receiver is John Brown. Philly's been porous, and my set at wide receiver is Jarvis Landry because New England. Well, that was, yeah. My start is um, this is kind of a cop out for start receivers. Not even gonna lie, but he has struggled lately. It's Cooper Cup. Um, Cooper Cup. He's he's obviously very good. Stardom. He's the greatest receiver. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna explode this week with a very easy matchup against the Bengals. Sorry for more than one sentence, but I had to say it. <laughs> Um, and then my sit is Larry Fitzgerald because uh, Christian Kirk might come back, and if he does, I don't think it's. I think it's going to take some targets away from Fitz. Okay. Um, start Delaney Walker. Okay. Start Kyle Rudolph against the Redskins with Adam Thaley now. I didn't even get a sentence. Sit Greg Olson jointly. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's a joint. So, uh, San Francisco. You know, last if, time we jointly. If there is a second best defense in the NFL right now, it's San Francisco. Oh, easily. You know, last time we said to jointly sit Greg Olson, he went off. No, he had. I think he had zero points. Oh, really? Yeah, that was the week he had like <sighs> zero point five or something like that. Yeah, there we go. I was, uh, I was just thinking. How many how many people would unsubscribe to our podcast if we had some uh, some Donald Trump drops? Uh oh. <laughs> like a. <laughs> yes. Huge. It's huge. gonna be huge. And yeah. <laughs> if there's a trade, that's a huge trade. <laughs> Absolutely blockbuster, game changing trade. We'll just pick one player and he'll be the huge player of the week. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Um that'll do it for this episode of the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Those are your starts and sits of the week and some matchup breakdowns. This podcast has gone a little too long. Don't forget to check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. And uh, I guess uh, enjoy your weekend. See you on Tuesday, Fantasy Champs. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs. 